This is Brain Diet, episode number 99. I love so much focusing on the food we feed our body, but I love even more focusing on the stuff we feed our brain. My name is Taylor Ann Macy, and I am a certified life coach. Welcome to Brain Diet, where we feed your brain the best information. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 99. I am so deeply excited about what we're talking about today that I even prepared this episode and am recording it sooner than I normally would just because I dig this stuff. I am so passionate about nutrition and I am so passionate about being strategic with our nutrition and The main message of this podcast is to address mindset as it relates to health. How we are thinking has an immeasurable impact on our mental health and on essentially the results that we create in our lives. So I think it is very important that we learn mental and emotional skills to relate to our life and to relate to food in order to create a very well-rounded sense of health. Though I focus primarily on the mindset aspect of weight and health and food, I love nutrition stuff. I love to study everything I can get my hands on. I'm constantly reading books about this stuff and studying um, different people's works and Even today, I was feeling so grateful that I have at my fingertips access to some of the most brilliant minds when it comes to health and nutrition. Like I can just look at their content and study what they've put out and it's like, I am better for it. Isn't it amazing that we are able to access wisdom like that so easily? I feel like that's why social media can be so awesome if we turn it into a place like that for ourselves. We can fill it with stuff that's like super great, that makes us feel better, that we trust that is so awesome. So today we are talking about why macros are awesome because they are, they're so awesome. To begin, I want to give a basic overview of what macros are. Macro is an abbreviation for macronutrient. All food is made up of macronutrients and micronutrients macronutrients have caloric value, meaning they have calories, and micronutrients are vitamins and minerals. Vitamins and minerals do not have calories, but they are present in foods. Macronutrients consist of three plus alcohol different types. You have protein, you have carbohydrates, and you have fat. And then alcohol is in a class of itself. But for today's episode, we will just discuss protein, fats, and carbohydrates. Protein and carbohydrates have four calories per gram in a food. Fat has nine calories per gram. And then alcohol has seven. So if you are eating something with 30 grams of protein in it, then you would have 120 calories worth of protein. Same goes for carbs because there are also four grams, I'm sorry, four calories per gram. And then for fat, if you have however many grams, you times it by nine, and that's the caloric value of fat in a food. 
There are many foods that are primarily a single macronutrient. Chicken breast is generally mostly protein. Rice is mostly carbohydrates. But obviously, many of the foods that we eat are a mixture of all three macronutrients. Each serves a different purpose in the body, and being aware of each can help us be strategic in what it is that we want to accomplish with our body. In order to assess the macronutrient value of a food, nutrition labels are helpful in indicating that, but you can also weigh out food. If you were to weigh a certain amount of food and you were to put it into a database like MyFitnessPal, it would tell you this is the caloric value, these are the macros of, you know, from each category, and this is what you will be getting in your body when you eat this food. As a side note, MyFitnessPal has the largest database of food, and I generally think it is the most convenient to use for someone that is tracking macros. However, I like to use it simply for the purpose of being aware. There's a lot of fluff in terms of what it's telling you you should eat and if you're over something or under something. And I mean, there's a place for that, but but I think that it's better use is just to have it as a basic awareness of, okay, this is what this value is of this food. So I can eat this and know that that's what I'm going to be getting. Macros isn't a diet. When someone said, oh, I started counting macros, that in and of itself isn't necessarily a diet. Macronutrients are simply what make up our food. And so paying attention to them is just knowledge of what you are eating. In most diets, there is a macronutrient factor. Keto is a high fat and lower protein and carbs. The Atkins diet was eating very, very low carbs. Juice cleanses are no protein or fat and minimal carbs that you are getting from the juices, which again, as an additional side note, there is never a need for a juice cleanse. So if you're ever tempted to do one, your body is already brilliant at detoxing and cleansing. Just don't ever do them. (laughs) But In all diets, in whatever it is that you are eating or not eating, there are macronutrients because all food consists of macronutrients. So again, one of the reasons that macros is sometimes synonymous with weight loss efforts is because you will often hear someone will be asked, oh, how did you lose weight? And they'll just say, oh, I started counting macros. So let's clarify here that just counting macros, just being aware of macros, that doesn't necessarily immediately cause weight loss. Oftentimes, just being a little bit more aware of what we're eating and eating on purpose can lead to the result of weight loss in a way. And we'll talk more about that later and how that actually works. But I just want it to be clear that macros isn't a diet. It's just an understanding of what it is you are eating and what food you are putting into your body. I wanted to talk today about macros in general and why they are just awesome, period. Like why macronutrients are just super cool. And then we'll talk a little bit about how they can be used for weight loss, weight maintenance, or weight gain, essentially how you can use them to strategically approach your body. Understanding macronutrients, I believe, can help a person eat to fuel their body optimally to feel their best. 
Now, is it the right answer for everybody? Not necessarily. However, I do think more knowledge around what it is you're putting into your body is always a good thing. Being a little bit more aware puts you in charge. So again, even if you don't want to track precisely, you certainly don't have to, but understanding can be so empowering. Each macronutrient serves a different purpose and function in the body. Protein, carbohydrates, and fats have different processes in our body. Thus, knowing each purpose and function can allow you to make more strategic decisions in order to fuel different purposes and different functions. For example, protein acts as an anchor for blood sugar. Meaning if you eat protein with a carbohydrate source, your blood sugar will not spike as drastically and it will not crash as drastically. It keeps it as at an anchored level at more of a steady level so that you don't feel like you get a sugar high and then a sugar crash. And it's not just sugar that you can eat it with anything that you're eating. If you eat protein with it, it anchors your blood sugar. So for me, if I ever eat a treat of any kind, I will accompany it with some type of protein source. I actually plan all of my meals around a protein source because I know that if I want to have leveled energy for the day, that I need to be eating protein at every meal. Now, sometimes I'm really specific with how I track and other times I am a little bit more lax. I just am more aware like, okay, I know roughly this size of this food yields about this much protein because whatever my physical goals are don't necessarily require such precision. But either way, it's me using macronutrients to my advantage. So I wanted to share with you three reasons why macros are awesome. Number one, obviously knowledge for how to power your body knowledge for how to fuel your body. Whatever it is that you are doing throughout your day, whether it's just a daily activity or if it's something more grand like a marathon or a big workout or I don't know what it would be, you can use macronutrients to fuel yourself very strategically. This is why marathon runners eat carbohydrates the night before a race. Why pasta is a typical food choice for those runners because it's high in carbohydrates it's lower in fat. And what happens is when they eat all of these carbohydrates the night before, the carbs go into the body and then they go into the blood. And then because they're not being used right in that moment, they are stored as glycogen in the liver and in the muscles. So then what happens is these runners have all of these glycogen stores built up in their body ready for use if they need it. Then the next day when they're running a marathon and they're pushing their body beyond what it's done before and they need those extra stores of fuel, they're eating fuel at the time of the marathon. And they also have those glycogen stores in their muscles and in their liver that allow them to push and to keep going and to run an entire marathon. This is not, however, like Michael Scott in the office when he eats fettuccine Alfredo, like the second before the race that they have, the rabies for the cure, (laughs) cure for rabies, whatever it is. That's not necessarily the right timing because just putting it in your stomach doesn't give you those glycogen stores. But if he would have known that, then he could have had the knowledge to properly fuel his body to run that race. Another thing that is super awesome with using macronutrients for knowledge to how you can power your body is this ability to anchor your blood sugar with protein. If you want to have consistent energy throughout the day, then it's like, oh, this is the solution. If I am, or at least this is an option for a solution, there might be other factors, but 
again, if you can control this, it's like, why not give yourself every chance to have steady energy throughout the day? So anchoring your blood sugar, having protein at every meal then allows you to prevent those blood sugar spikes and those crashes, having more consistent energy throughout the day. Like, isn't that super cool? Another thing that's like super awesome when it comes to macronutrients is fats are super helpful with satiation. So satiety, meaning when you feel full versus when you feel hungry. Have you ever like eaten a lot of fruit or something and you've had a decent amount, but you still feel kind of empty? That's because fruit doesn't have a ton of carbs in it. I'm sorry, fruit has a ton of carbs in it and not a ton of fat. Now you can feel satiated from fruit to be sure, but fat increases your ability to feel satiated. So a lot of times if we aren't eating those satiating fats, we keep going back to food, trying to feel full. And because we're not eating strategically, we eat more than we need. When in reality, if we just were to have some fats, something like almonds or olives, just like a food that is primarily fat, then it allows you to get that satiation that you're searching for. The second reason why macros I think are super awesome is because it can make decisions easier. Even if you're not tracking precisely, when you're choosing what to eat, it can make a decision easier in order to fuel your body. You're like, okay, listen, I want to feel my best. I want to have some stabilized blood sugar. Thus, when I'm deciding what to eat, what would be a strategic choice to make? Now, if we have the knowledge of this, of how to make those strategic decisions, and we're still having urges for maybe those non-strategic decisions, that's where the mental work comes in. That's where allowing those urges, feeling your feelings, and knowing how to manage your mind, that's where this is so important. But obviously, health is a combination of all these things. You have the knowledge of strategic eating, and then you have the skills of the mental and emotional aspect of it to where you don't feel like you're left hanging in any regard. So when it comes to my food decisions, it is almost always determined by macros in a general sense. Breakfast for me is always an easy decision. I have essentially eaten a version of the same foods pretty much every day for the last, I can't even tell you how many years, but it's eggs and turkey and turkey bacon and spinach. And sometimes I'll switch out carbs or sometimes it's toast. Sometimes it's oatmeal, right? I do I do make a few changes, but always it's rooted in protein. Now, the dumb part of all of that is I hate eggs. I hate them so much. And it's very rare that I eat them and actually think they're good. But because I've tried my best to figure out how to make them in a way that I kind of remotely like, but because I know how good I feel when I eat that way, it makes the decision so much easier because I'm like, okay, I know that if I at least anchor this with a decent amount of protein, how I'm going to feel for the rest of the day is going to be so much better because there are mornings where I'm like, man, I just would love like a bowl of cold cereal. And if I do want that, I totally will allow that. I will have that cold cereal, but I will anchor it with all of that protein and I'll make sure I have vegetables and combination with it. I make sure I have that baseline piece and then I can switch out other areas if I want, because again, it's like if I just want so many carbs in a day, I can switch out where those carbs are coming from based on what sounds good to me in that day. But regardless, it's anchored in protein and that helps me feel better through the whole day. This is the same when I go out to eat. It's a really easy decision when I'm choosing what to eat off of a menu because I will try to get something with 
a decent amount of protein, whether it's between like four and six ounces of something. And I can get more food if I want. I just make sure that I have that anchor. I make sure that I have a protein source and a vegetable source, and then I eat other things in addition to it. Same thing when we go on a road trip, we're stopping at gas station for snacks. I'm very rarely tracking when on a road trip, but I know that it's like, okay, if I want to feel well, then I'm going to get some strategic things, strategic macros so that I know I won't have any crazy blood sugar spikes. I know that I'm not going to buy things that will make me feel crappy later. So it's like, okay, does this gas station have Greek yogurt? Do they have string cheese? Do they have hard boiled eggs? Do they have vegetables like carrots or celery or something like that? Is it the most attractive gas station road trip food? No, but I've learned to not even want those foods so much because I like so much more how I feel when I'm eating those other things. And that's one of the great parts of the mental piece that you can learn, especially within coaching, is how to drastically decrease your desire for those other things so it makes the choice a whole lot easier when you're in those moments. The third reason why macros are super awesome is they exist to work for you. Macronutrients exist in food because they serve the purposes that our body needs to function really well. Do any of you watch Downton Abbey? We love Downton Abbey. We watch it all the time. I've talked about it before on the podcast. And in the show, they have a service staff of like 20 people, right? And macros are like having a service staff available to you and not using them. It's like you don't want 10 butlers if you want someone to make a meal. You want cooks to make the meal, and then you want the people to bring the meal that they've prepared. You want those butlers there for different reasons than to cook the food. I didn't know what any wait staff did until I watched Downton Abbey. But regardless, you get my point that each person on a wait staff serves a different purpose. And if you are missing people, then you are missing out on the benefits of having someone there to work for you. Macronutrients exist to fuel your body, and they have the ability to make you feel physically better. Macros exist to work for you and not in a sense of like only eating whole clean foods. I mean, there's a place for being strategic with what you're choosing to eat. And honestly, there's no such thing as a clean food regardless. For me, I eat a treat just about every single night, whether it's a cookie or some ice cream or I don't know. It just depends on what I'm feeling, but just about every single night. And the reason for this is because I feel really good after having fueled my body really well throughout the day, having gotten enough protein. And then I have a treat because I usually have some carbs and fats left over to where I can eat the treat that I want. And then the next morning when I go to the gym, I generally have a better workout because just like marathon runners on a much smaller scale, I have those glycogen stores. I have that store in my body that is that fuel that's ready to be used. So then when I go work out, it's like, I've got all the fuel that I need to feel good, right? Macros are super awesome. So those are the three reasons why I think they're super awesome. And there are many more, but I hope that it's clear that you don't necessarily have to track every gram to benefit from being aware of macronutrients. It's just having that knowledge as power in order to eat, in order to feel better. So now what I want to talk about is macros in the context of body composition shift. In order for a body to lose weight, they need to be in a caloric deficit. So what that means is that your body, if you laid totally flat and didn't move a single muscle for an entire day, 
that's called your basal metabolic rate. That's essentially how many calories it requires, how many calories your body requires if it were just to be laying prone and not doing a single thing. Obviously, we don't do that every single day. So we have that basal metabolic rate and then we have our movement. And the movement can be workouts. It can be something a little bit bigger, but it could also be like fidgeting with our legs or blinking or moving our hands. Like that does require energy. So that number, how much it requires for your body to simply function in addition to how much you're moving in a day is called your total daily energy expenditure. So based on that number, in order to lose weight, you have to be eating at a caloric value that is beneath that. You need to be eating less than your body requires to function at that regular level. Now, if you eat at a caloric deficit without focusing on what the macronutrient makeup is, then yes, you could achieve weight loss. However, if what you are looking to do is achieve fat loss, that's where macronutrients can be extremely helpful. Each body is very different. And so what it requires in a day, what your body individually requires in terms of macro and micronutrients is very individual. And that's one of the reasons, another one of the reasons why I think they are awesome is because it's kind of an individualized fit to your body as opposed to a generalized diet that is given as an umbrella to a large mass of people. When you can be strategic with your macros, then you're able to lose body fat and still fuel your body in a very kind and loving way. You can still give your body the macronutrients that it needs to have all of those necessary functions, have the quote unquote weight staff that they need, right? As I have mentioned, there is a difference between precision with your macronutrient intake and just simple awareness of what you're putting in your body, right? If you were to have like chicken breast versus a steak, chicken breast is primarily made up of protein, whereas steak is made up of protein and fat. So a choice that you make in that regard is going to be strategic based on what it is that you want to achieve. Precision versus simple awareness, there are perfect times and places for each one. Precision in tracking, which like I mentioned, is accomplished by weighing and measuring what it is you're eating. It can help you understand your body a bit more. It helps to have the data of how your body responds to certain numbers. And it also gives you leverage to create body composition shift pretty precisely. When you can get that specific with your body and you can have a very clear observation process for how your body responds to that macronutrient intake, it makes it much clearer how to move forward, what needs to be adjusted in order to achieve the goals that you want. Awareness of macros, on the other hand, and being less precise can still contribute just as much to overall health. It's not necessarily that you are at a disadvantage if you aren't tracking every gram. I think awareness can be just as powerful because you are making strategic decisions still with how you want to fuel your body. So let's first look at protein in the context of creating a body composition shift. So if you are someone that wants to lose body fat, dieting with a, and dieting in this context is just eating in a caloric deficit in order to create fat loss. When you diet with high protein, as opposed to low protein, this is far superior in just about every meaningful way. Like people that want to look lean and toned, then 
eating higher protein is going to be a much more strategic approach than eating lower protein and just achieving basic weight loss versus fat loss. So studies show that people who eat more protein lose fat faster, they gain more muscle, they burn more calories, right? So kind of like I was saying, your basal metabolic rate, your total daily energy expenditure, that is a lot dependent on your body composition. So how much muscle you have, how much fat you have, how much water you have, like all of the things in your body contribute to how many calories you burn in a day. And when you have more muscle on your body, then that muscle requires more calories to exist. So when you are eating more protein and you are trying to lose fat, you are burning more calories, right? Which can put you into that caloric deficit required to get you to where you want to go. Eating more protein can help you experience less hunger. It can help you have stronger bones. It can help you have better moods. Like protein's pretty much just the freaking bomb. We love protein. When you exercise or put yourself into a caloric deficit, then your body's demands for protein increases. So if you're exercising, if you're someone that exercises, if you are in a caloric deficit, then your body's need for protein actually increases. Also, protein is super important for people who don't move as much, or even if they aren't dying, because studies show that people like this lose muscle faster as they age if they don't eat enough protein. So I want to give you a generalized measurement of where to start if you are trying to get more protein into your diet. If you want to achieve more of a lean, strong, muscular, healthy, you want to eat a lot of protein. The generalized recommendation I have heard is anywhere between the range of 0.8 to 1.2 grams per pound of body weight per day. So if you weigh 150 pounds, then being right in the middle of that scale, eating 150 grams of protein in a day is going to give you all of those benefits listed above if you are trying to lose weight. If you want to lose fat faster, you want to gain more muscle, you know what I'm talking about. So that's the pretty typical way that people will prescribe macros is based on that calculation. Now, what's interesting is with a lot of the clients that come to me and we are working on weight loss, which is just one of my favorite things to do with people, most women in a day are generally below 100 grams. Now, if you weigh 100 pounds or less, then that's probably not a problem. But most of the women that I work with are over 100 pounds. Thus, when they're eating below 100, they're too low. That's just too low of a number. And you aren't going to feel your best. You will feel better if you eat more protein. Now I have said, I think I said it in a previous podcast, just even to start at 100 grams. If you do the calculations and it seems, I don't know, a little bit high, starting at 100, just to say, let me just experiment a little bit and see if I can get to 100 grams in a day, just to give myself a little bit more of that benefit. Because you don't you can still reap benefits of protein just by increasing it. We don't have to get to that number all at once. So protein is the bomb. Protein is the best. Increasing your protein will help you feel better and you will have so many awesome benefits from protein. Carbohydrates and fats, they are what can be a little bit more flexible in your body composition shift based on individual responses based on your individual needs, based on your activity level, based on um, your dieting history, like all of these things can be adjusted. Whereas the protein, like I mentioned, acts as more of a backbone. We want that there in place at a relatively high level to give you the most optimal benefits. Like getting enough carbs will help you perform better when you're exercising. And if you're trying to lose weight, then exercising can contribute to your quicker weight loss. And so 
eating enough carbs can be super helpful so that you feel good during your workouts. Getting enough fat can help you stay satiated when you're in a caloric deficit. When you are eating less than you need, you will experience some hunger because your body is going internally to access those glycogen stores, those fat stores for energy. So when you can prioritize some fat, it can help you stay satiated when you might be feeling the effects of that caloric deficit. Recommendations on carbohydrates and fat are usually given as a total percentage of calories. Um, But again, it can vary based on your individual needs. What I like to recommend, I know this can be really like sciencey and maybe maybe even overwhelming but i recommend they have a lot of great macro calculators online my favorite is legionathletics.com um i use that as kind of a starting point that's like a baseline it is not a perfect way to calculate what's great for your body but you will get results if you calculate that and you start applying that you will get results And then as you get more data from how your body responds, that's when you can make those adjustments in order to really figure out your body in a way that allows you to achieve the body composition shift that you want, or just to achieve feeling your best, getting enough food. I think so many people do not get enough food every single day. And people have no idea that when you can count macros in this way that you can eat so much more food and feel so much better because of it. So, okay, here we are. We have just now had this long discussion about macros. I've kind of geeked out a little bit. I love this stuff, obviously, but what I want to just address here that's so important, tracking macros or even paying attention to macros, paying attention to what it is that you're eating, this is an action that any person can take. However, if that action is driven by a terrible reason, then it's not the right action to take. Kind of like how you can exercise because you love your body and you want to see what you're capable of, or you can exercise because you hate your body and you're ashamed of who you are. I don't think it's ever good to exercise if it's coming from shame and self-hatred. Again, the action is the same, exercising is the same, but the reason behind it determines whether or not it's going to be a useful action for you. Same thing with how you can put food in your mouth, you can eat to fuel your body, or you can eat to numb your emotions. The action is the same, it's eating, but the reason behind why it is that you're doing it is what matters even more. The macro part, it's just math. Like what would work really well for your body is just doing the math and collecting the data, but the reason driving it in terms of why you are doing it and your thoughts about doing it, that's what is equally as important to address. And that's where having a coach is so important to have that look into the mental piece to make sure that you are in a good enough place to where tracking macros isn't something that's done out of self-hatred or done out of perfectionism because that's no fun. There's no there's no goodness to come out of that. I like to think about tracking macros and being aware of what I'm eating as if it were a puzzle. I love jigsaw puzzles. I've said this probably like on 10 gajillion podcast episodes, but I love jigsaw puzzles. And if I'm tracking, if I track my macros really specifically, then it's like, let's see if I can just get all of these puzzle pieces into place. And if not, I'm still proud of myself for just being aware and trying and doing my best to fuel my body. Is it going to be perfect every single day? No, but I'm proud of myself for trying and being aware. And if I am not being super specific with the tracking, I still am in that place of self-awareness. I am still making an effort to get enough food to fuel my body in a way that is so loving and so kind and that will help me feel my very best. Consider the reasons that you would want to track. 
Consider the reasons why you would want to be more aware of your macros and check in with how they feel. Are your reasons fun? Are they curious? Are they interested? Are they willing? Are they open? How do your reasons feel? If there's any negative emotion associated with paying attention to your macros, then it's an opportunity for some mental cleanup. It's an opportunity to pay attention to what you're thinking and to start to deconstruct it and to question it. So whatever you are doing with your health, having a knowledge of macros and what they do can help you improve your health without having to do more, but just to make different decisions and just be a little bit more strategic. That's why I think macros are super awesome. So do I think that everyone should track? To a degree, I think that everyone would benefit from being aware from what macronutrients are in food and the role that they serve in the body. But that doesn't mean that everybody needs to track every single gram. Though I do think there's a really fun time to do that and it can be a great learning experience. And there's so much that you can learn about your body that can be super helpful. So that is my rant on macros, everybody. I love talking about this stuff. And in the future, we'll probably be sharing a little bit more relating to nutrition. But as always, the mental piece is just as important. So pay attention to how you're thinking and feeling about your food. And if there's negative emotion, then it's time for some TLC, some cleanup. Okay, everybody. Thank you for listening to this episode and I will see you next week. Hey, do you have a coach guiding you through your weight journey? If not, I would be so thrilled to be yours. I want to invite you to come work with me in my private one-on-one program where I create an individualized plan for you based on your body in order to create the results that you want. I teach you how to not even want the foods that are sabotaging your physical goals, all while learning how to be more confident, how to feel better, and how to up-level your life. We work to create the body that you want and to feel good doing it. To sign up for a free mini session with me, check out the link in the show notes. I'll see you soon.